Hiya love, welcome to episode three of Why Aren't Thou with your boy Simeon Taylor. And today I'm in an actual podcast studio because uh, your boy stepped his pussy all the way Step up. Game up. Eh, eh, eh. Budget also, upgrade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks management team. And I also have two new special guests who produce, write, sing some of the hottest music that I know. Quote for quote of their Instagram bio. They are an LGBT. I'm going to add the plus because it's not there. And feminist dark hop duo. Bam. Who go by the all so sassy name of Crisp and Classy. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. That's our trademark, y'all. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hashtag synchronicity. AKA Katnix and Plushie. Hi, I love. Hi, I love. <laughs> no. Just flashy. Welcome to episode three of Why Aren't Thou with your boy, Simeon Taylor. And today, I'm in an actual podcast studio because uh, your boy stepped his pussy all the way up. Game up. Eh, eh, eh. Budget also, upgrade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks, management team. And I also have two new special guests who produce, write, sing some of the hottest music that I know. Quote for quote of their Instagram bio, they are an LGBT. I'm going to add the plus because it's not there. And feminist dark hop duo. Bam. Who mm. go by the all so sassy name of Crisp and Classy. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. That's our trademark, y'all. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hashtag synchronicity. Hi, I love. Hi, I love. So Chris from Cassie, a.k.a. the Abfab Cat Nicks and the Bad Girl Plushie. I'm a bad girl too, excuse me. Okay, scrap that. <laughs> the Bad Girl Cat Nicks and the Bad Girl Plushie. Yeah. Hi, I love. Hey, welcome to episode three. Oh, thank you for having us. You're welcome. How are you doing? How's your day been? Oh my God, well. Windy. <laughs> it's been windy <laughs> as F. But I've just been indoors all day. I just might have been my only day off this week. So I've just been chilling my ass. Hibernating the life away. Yeah, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. Mm-hmm. Plush dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's been dead lovely. It's been lovely. <laughs> How are you, Plush? Yeah, I'm great. I just wanted to say I feel like everyone's starting getting a northern accent since we started hanging out with you. Good. It's a little endorsement. I'm so team. proud. Yeah. That I everyone's from Manchester now. <laughs> Oh. Are you are you honoured people copying your accent or do you get offended? Of course, yeah. Ma- do you know what? 2017, Manchester got voted the sexiest accent in the UK. So I'm I beg to differ. That. I'm sorry. I agree. I it's beg even- to differer. Obviously, what you, you mean? Do, but like, no, the 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 most beautiful one is a Irish man coming up to you. I I can't do the Irish accent, but Try. Like, just saying something sassy, as in. I like your buttocks. <laughs> I like your buttocks. <laughs> what is that? I like your bum or I like your Botox? I like your buttocks. Doesn't that mean bum? I'm sorry, I don't have any yeah, Botox. It sounds, like. it sounds like you say, I like your Botox. You're like, thanks. I thought that's what you said. Oh. I thought no, you really was. wanted to come clean. <laughs> no, butter About buttocks. your interventions. Oh my God, here I am trying to be clever. Look Literally. how that turned out. Yeah. So let's <laughs> delve into how I know you two, firstly. Get a bit of a background going. Both. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's get. I mean, I do that. know you, right? 
Um, Occasionally. <laughs> From the back. <laughs> I Yeah, that's that stands for one of us. Oh, I don't well. know you through that way. I wish, though, maybe sometime in the future. <laughs> like you never know. One never say goal. never. <laughs> never say never. So, plushie, which Hi, I'm going to AKA you right now. Huh? I'm going to AKA you. No AKA, From, no. I don't want people to know my real name. Okay. So we're going for a bit discreet here. He's a yeah. married man with two kids. Loki Heike. Okay. So I know you because I'm in a relationship with you. <laughs> 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 Point blank. But I mean, we... I wish there was some tea in this cup so we could just spin no. it. I mean, we could go back to day one. How would you say the relationship started in a way? So let me just tell the version and then you interrupt me if I'm wrong. Okay, carry on. Right. Proceed. So we started speaking on, was it Tinder first? Yeah. Or Instagram? Was it not the it was one Tinder. beginning with the G? Mm, not it yet. wasn't the G one, okay. no. It was the T one. That came later. <laughs> <laughs> the one, and then a bit of MD occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> that came in a little bit later. So it started with the T. It started with the T. Then it didn't really go anywhere from the T. And then it moved from it moved from the T to the I, mm-hmm. the gram. And then I saw him in Brighton for the first time in real life, but never said a single word to me. Didn't say anything because I was off my hit. <laughs> <laughs> it was after a night of no sleep. It was after Brighton Pride. So then, what was the progress from that? You see me there. I didn't know I seen you until we actually first met. Um, oh yeah, and then I posted a nude on the gram. And then you, uh, <laughs> he lured me in. He put the thirst trap out there and he hooked me with that thirst trap. And here I was being reeled in and I slid into his DMs. Yeah, that yeah. was the first. Yeah, that was the first round. Round? How many rounds do we have? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I came to us after I finished work, which was meant to be just a hookup. Mm-hmm. And then a dick appointment. Progressed from there. So, and then we've been together since. And we've just been from an amazing holiday in Sicily. Fucking in public. <laughs> Mom, please don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Although, my mum once... Uh, had sex in public too. Had sex in public and got caught by the police. Oh, like mother, like son. What do you know? <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> what is the difference between Sim and his mom? Shout out to <laughs> never got caught. mom. <laughs> And my mum even didn't tell me. It's my sister that told me. Anyway, we wow. then obviously I, I met Plushie. Plushie is in a really sick band. Is it a band? If it's a band, can you say it's two people? It's not a band. It's, it's a, a duo. dark pop duo. It's a duo. <laughs> it's a dark hop. Sorry, you know, like, uh, do you guys remember? So I'm Swedish, right? Do you guys remember in like 96, 97, there were these two blonde sisters that used to be like in Playboy magazines that had oh. a duo called... Graf, the sisters Graf, as in J R A A F. I thought you said they were called Get Off. No, <laughs> Get Off. My back. They were like this, like nineties duo. Like, um, you know, all the kids loved them, and they were like fucking Playboy models, and it was just like so random. What, um, we're basically like them, basically. Mm. Even when it was like music videos that like me and my two younger sister, two years younger sister, would watch. Like no, inspirational. Covid, that's pretty fucked up. But also, it's quite liberating. I don't know if that was off topic. I don't know what were we talking about. So yeah, <laughs> no, so I nice. met. Obviously, now I'm going into how I met you. Yay! I was dating 
plushie, and then obviously he's seen this dark hop duo <laughs> named Crispin Classy, and the other bad girl of that fifty percent of Crispin Classy is Cat Nix. Yes, well, it's Hi, you. If we want to speak me. about you in third person, so then obviously, when did we actually first meet? Awkward silence. No. I can't remember. That's a good thing. Because, you know, it feels like you've always been in my life. Yeah, that's really weird, though, isn't it? I was like, well, um, the, the first time I met you, like, at the stu- was it at the studio? I think I came to the yes, studio. When I yes. went to the bit, was it? Nettle House, where our studio is. Yeah. Shout out to Nettle House. Plug yeah. your away. No, that's 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 yeah. how we first met. I remember it so now well. You're part now. of the family, and we like played you some of our tracks, and you were like, "I love yes. them all, I love them all." Being like slightly tipsy off the disco. Why cat? So this guy I'm seeing is coming by the studio, and he's going to be pretty drunk because he's just been to a beer tasting. I was like, "Okay, let's just get some drinks so we're drunk as well." <laughs> so we're on the same that level right like now. Me. That sounds like me, hundred percent. I mean, basically, like any opportunity to have a beer, you obviously take it. Of course, yeah. beer, not to. beer is the fountain of youth. Do they say that in Sweden? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere, just guys. In the cat next world, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so let's speak about you as Christmas Classy. What you want your music to accomplish, and what you represent. Well, where should we start? Oh dear. Well, first of all, we are a dark hop duo that we've said like <laughs> 27 <laughs> times <laughs> and that's that no so we obviously value i feel personally like when you have this opportunity as a creative to release your music or whatever it is that you do release it with a message use mm-hmm. that space and that time that you get in the spotlight yeah, use it well use it well and that's what we do. And that is something like when Christmas Classic was born, something that we at a very, very early stage talked about. Yeah, I just wanted to say that it all revolves around the fact that we are a bunch of whores. Yes. And we <laughs> Preach. obviously yeah. want to put that message out that it's okay to be a whore mm-hmm. and it's okay to stay a whore for mm-hmm. your whole life. And if you're a whore in the next life, it's still fine. Because once a whore, you're always a whore. And (laughs) (laughs) that's just reflecting on music. And also, like, we were obviously whores in our previous life as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. It keeps getting reborn. And being a whore, being a slut or whatever you want to call it, it's basically being sexually liberated. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to do with your sexual orientation. It doesn't have to do with it with... The way you're built, if you're big, if you're small, if you're thin, if you're thick. I'm thick and juicy, by the way. Um, Where my people at? Yeah, a proud one. And basically, it's just that liberation of not worrying what people say or how people react. Our vision is like you come to a Crispin Classic gig or you put your headphones on, put a Crispin Classic song on, and you feel like you're in that safe place, basically. Mm -hmm. When no one is judging you, where... You can do what the F ever you want to do and no one will tell you what is right and wrong. Because what is right yes. and wrong anyways? It's all yes. bloody opinions anyways. Exactly. You know? But your gigs are really good. The energy that comes from your gigs, from you guys performing, from the crowd, it's really good. But also, like, your music does represent in a way that, little, like, to end, like, the slut-shaming type and everyone be a whore and be sexually liberated. But I also feel like when you do listen to the music as well on your own... It brings you like, it's like a softer side to it as well. Like it's not just all about like fucking and sucking people to suffocate. 
It's also about being you know? vulnerable. Well, yeah, life. you have this. That's what I mean. You have a sense of vulnerability. Yeah, and it's a softer touch, and it kind of, I don't know, it, like sits somewhere with you when you listen to it on your own. Mm. Than compared to when you see it in a venue being performed and everyone's like screaming and having a good time. Mm. It's like different layers of it. But see, on the, on the track, when we say, I want to fuck you on a second day, I want to suck you to suffocate, that doesn't necessarily mean something literal, you know? It can be metaphorical. It can be that I'm sucking the energy out of you. I'm sucking your intelligence. Or I'm <laughs> sucking the passion out of you, you know? It's, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm sucking your penis. Or right. like I'm fucking you and it doesn't just yeah. have to be one hole, for example. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, or I'm fucking fucking with your head or I'm fucking your mind, your personality, right? I it doesn't fuck have to all be of you. about, strictly about the human body, the mind, the soul. Amazing. Yeah. Before we start, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody that has liked, has shared, has reposted, has listened to episode one and two of the podcast so far. So massive shout out to you. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. Mm -hmm. Love ya. So let's Woo. get this motherfucking party started, shall we, crisp and classy? Oh my God, I'm so Play the ready. Track. Um, R.I.P. to Caroline Flack because that was a really, really sad situation that happened. Okay, so we're all active music listeners. But what I want to do for this topic is just kind of leave it for like you guys to tell me issues that you've either experienced, that you've witnessed, that people have told you stories about, that are in the music industry that people aren't really speaking about and you mm -hmm. feel like deserve a bit more attention that it's getting. So if you want to chuck anything in. Cat Nix, you want to start, baby girl? Well, um, first of all, I'm a big girl, not a baby girl. Uh, second, <laughs> the, no, so basically this is a very, very common thing in London. I'm sure a fellow musicians who listens uh, will totally relate to this. So there are in London a lot of different sort of promoters, promoter agencies that gets in touch with you and gives you a lot of flatter compliments you and say like oh my god we saw you here and here you were so good and it's also a common thing they do they go on your facebook page and they see what gigs you've done or your recent activity kind of like when Should you're dating okay? somebody and you start them on <clears throat> facebook and see yeah. what they've done so you yeah. have some sort of common topic to speak to them about and flattery of course they mm -hmm. come and they're like oh my god you're amazing and and they say like oh my god we went to your gig la la even though they weren't there did you though and be like oh my god like we were so good like we would love to take you in and like yeah, have you play a couple of gigs with us and yeah it's easy to get flattered it's, it, and you know it's sometimes like when you just gotten started and when me and Radu was in that stage like you want to just want to do gigs because that's it's obviously our most one of our most favorite things about being in the duo together yeah so and they write to you and then they ask you either for your email address or your number and they get in touch with you being like oh yeah so this is us and this is how we work and la 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 and like it's all like you know sunshine blah 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 everything is amazing but there's always a backside to it which is that if you agree to play a gig with them you attend the gig you go there however you have to Wait, sell so who, who is it that's asking you this 
The promoter. The promoters, okay. Mm-hmm. And the downside of it is you have to sell certain amount of tickets, like maybe 20 tickets, in order to e- like get paid for that gig. So let's say after 20 tickets, you'll get one quid a ticket. And the tickets are like 10 quid. <laughs> Makes sense? That sounds amazing. It makes right? sense. The it, best no, part. it sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> the exactly. The craziest part of it is that they don't even like match the bands so on one night you'd go and you'd see a 13 year old girl playing the piano and doing yeah. covers then you'd see a rock band and then you have see, a rapper <laughs> you'd see you'd have a rapper and then you'd have a dance electronic band in the end and you're and like, like uh and that's the thing the, like i'm I, having chinese a soup a moussaka then i'm having a salad then i'm having <laughs> some sour cream and then i'm drinking some sparkling water with um garlic bread not very ripe <laughs> and and some tiramisu on top of all of that yeah, like we'll how messy on top. how messy is that <laughs> like so basically i mean in our opinion like a good promoter is a promoter that finds bands that would work well together like if you got a niche of course, if, yeah. you know yeah so first of all the lineup is basically whack whack that's a good word for it and secondly like you know when you just started playing of course like yes we have a lot of amazing friends that shows up to our gigs and Mm -hmm. but we also know like that living in london and being a creative as most of our friends are we can't expect them and to all the time like arrive to our gigs and pay a bloody like Mm -hmm. 10 pound ticket to get in we're not gonna ask that of them you know what i mean like and so obviously most of the times which these promoters know this is the way it goes like but like the how, bands sorry just quickly how come you never agree so it's never going to be a set price before like oh so you're gonna play the gig and you're gonna get 200 pounds it's always pretty much ticket based on depending on how many tickets they sell correct because you get extremely excited right so someone writes to you and they say oh i've heard your music it's so good would you like to do a gig and it's hard to get gigs sometimes, right? So because someone's right into you and they're very excited about mm-hmm. your music, you also get excited and say, fuck yeah, I want to do this gig, right? Mm. And it's also paid, but they don't really mention the details of how many tickets you have to sell and all of that. And they know there's a reason why they pick these bands because they know that they won't sell enough tickets for us to having to pay this artist. Oh, yeah. So, so they so take all the money benefic- themselves. Beneficial. Are you pissed off at the fact of, do you get annoyed at the promoters or do you get annoyed at the... F- fact is this is what you have to do in order to potentially get to the stage that you want to be because obviously sometimes you have to play gigs to get your exposure out there mm. and this is sometimes the only option so is it, it is it is the only option nowadays in the in like music industry environment like the only way to make yourself heard and get yourself out there is play loads of fucking gigs including the shitty ones to be honest so. Or sucker producer's dick, which is a very but common you thing know what? Yeah, I'm just gonna that spill well. some tea now because I have seen. I'm not gonna give any names. I'm not gonna jump on anyone's neck. But sure. I have uh, Beyonce. No, just kidding. <laughs> How could I? But uh, no, I've seen some. You know, artists that have tracks there that gives your energy when they perform. And you go to a gig being extremely hyped. Kind of like when you meet someone that has like 11K followers in real life. <laughs> you know, you, no. you, you see this, you see this, <laughs> you, never met, know. You, you never met someone with 11K followers. No, um, what do you mean? 
No, it's, you kind of have like extremely high expectations when ex- expectations when you see an artist that's extremely established and has an amazing following and has amazing visuals and amaz- amazing music and amazing fashion, amazing message to just be like an incredible performer and to just give you really sick gigs. So when you do suck that producer's penis, it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you're also going to be an amazing performer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because sucking dick and performing are two different things. Is One, it though, two different talents. I show sure perform when I suck a dick. <laughs> it's yeah, a but not performing in that way, are you? You're not on stage doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I might be if the check is right, yeah. <laughs> and you also always have to look them in the eye and just face it. <laughs> <laughs> experience the much better. That's what these two have in common. But I know what you mean. It is like, you can't buy a personality at the end of the day and you can't yeah. buy performance. You either have it and you don't, you know? So going back to what Kat was saying, yes, part of like, I feel like making the most of it and part of like getting somewhere where, you know, people dream of being at, you have to do gigs. Mm-hmm. But you're, I you're, remember... You're, I'm just <laughs> your head was somewhere else there for oh, a while. I'm, I'm a Were bit you tipsy, thinking about dick? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, one, one glass red dick. Why did you bring us wine, <laughs> Simeon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to take my top off and get on the table. So we have like no. a three minute delay from now on with Raddy's responses, yeah? Uh, <laughs> it's not the first time. Okay. So I wanted to say something else. I wanted to sure. say like in regards to what you were saying before and then I'm going to go get back to the <laughs> rehearsal bit. Just give me a second. I wanted to say that one of the best gigs that we've done, they were free of charge. It was free entry. Yeah. The last gig that you guys did was the best that was so, so sick and that was free entry yeah which one was our last gig now again it was at our last gig that we did was at the, the social Circus. in oxford circus guys Boom. it was this it was everything it was amazing yeah that was, that was it was fun. lovely it was raining money for fuck's sake printed with your own logo on and on the logo on the money it had their own spotify link that you could scan on your phone that is fucking iconic you are giving our merch ideas away currently how many monthly listeners do you have are they gonna steal <laughs> our idea now <laughs> because fuck, trademark that <laughs> trademark <laughs> that right now yeah we got patent on it we got it painted too, so so plushie plushie brings us to our next topic so is there any issues that you want to speak about spill the tea boo well it's some really cold tea because this happened to me a, a while back but i was still in um university <laughs> you know I, w- I was in my second year of commercial music performance I was on a songwriting course. One of our assignments was to write an EP consisting of four to five tracks that were linked together by a common theme, ratatata, etc. <laughs> and I was very much into techno at that point and like trance music and um, a bit of like garage. So those are my influences in, um, on my little EP that was called The Darkness EP. Um, <laughs> but because I was extremely fob and that's acronym for, for fresh off the boat. I don't know. I guess like my English wasn't that good. I probably looked extremely Italian slash Romanian. And oh, even when I got a coffee today, she was like, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Sicily. I'm from Romania. 
And she said, oh, I thought you were Italian. <laughs> oh, as if was she disappointed? Oh, that was a shame. I was expecting something oh, better. She's like, oh, run me. No, anyway. So I handed my assignment. And then after that, you have like a sit down with the subject leader, right? Anyway, so he's giving me feedback on my EP. And amongst the things that he's telling me that he didn't really like the sound. No, 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 no. And bear in mind, I'm like 19 at this point. He's not very sure whether this music is do- going to do well in the UK or quotation marks wherever you're from yeah what the f so i was Mm. like "Mm, not really sure what that means so i said what do you mean so he said where are you from i said romania oh romania he said i don't feel like you have any musical identity and i also feel like your accent is very strong so i'm just sat in this room and i'm thinking oh what am cringing. I thinking? I'm just trying Not to sound cringing. I'm trying to figure out what exactly is happening, right? Because yeah. right there and then, I didn't realize. Oh, this is like 155 xenophobism, no, right? But you was actually just saying that what the music you was doing was like trans music. It had it had trans influences and techno influences and garage influences. I feel like garage is a very UK based. Exactly. Right. Genre yeah. of music. But he was referring to the way I was and singing so f- and my accent, right? Okay. I mean, to me, it's like, if you're a teacher, use your words. You know, you're there to encourage your students' creativity and especially don't point out where they're from because that has nothing whatever to do with, yeah. like, your creativity. Yeah, I, d- I don't feel like so that I'm is just relevant in any really way. And music is like a universal language, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, I feel like being where you're from obviously has to do with your music because it influences you. You speak... Yeah. From yeah. past experiences that influence your music. But I mean, to negatively speak about someone and say that they're not going to do well based on where they're from is bullshit. It's and racist. I'm sorry. And it's racist. Yeah, it's racist. Bit, yeah. And the saddest bit is that I didn't actually realize what had happened. Only after you I were graduated. so young. You were so young. I didn't actually click in that moment. Right. Yeah. I didn't think, oh, this guy was actually being racist but this is a thing a bit of a cunt really <laughs> i feel the- like when you're in racist situations sometimes you actually don't realize it's racism until you step out of that situation and you, and reflect. you reflect and then you go wait that was actually that a racist was that. comment that they just made correct and if i may as well like in general like what i feel when it comes to as a woman and being in situations where when you were younger what guys would say to you or how how guys would treat you when i look at back back at that now i'm like that was pure sexism that mm-hmm. was not okay but i was so young at the time mm-hmm. and i didn't get it back then so i i assume it's a similar situation though like now when we're you know proper adults like compared to when we were like 17 18 19 yeah. like you look back at it now at it now and you understand the situation and you're like that was actually not okay i wish i knew that back then or was that how you felt, Radu? Or yeah. And yeah. can I just say, I have so much admiration and respect for people who actually speak up for themselves, who have the balls to be verbal. When I look at somebody doing that, I'm just like, wow. And they're the type of people that you need way more of because the more you call things out and the more you point things out and the more you try and change someone's behavior, the better mm. world we're actually going to be living in because the worst thing you can literally do is just say nothing to a situation. Yeah, exactly. But I can also understand how people do don't say anything mm-hmm. yeah you know obviously sometimes depending on the situation and of course safety comes first like sometimes being the bigger person is just walking away as well mm. so it's you sort of had to judge the situation like it's a fine line sometimes but you know what i mean 
Yeah, and I course. was paying nine grand a year. <laughs> for, for racism. <laughs> the joke was you was paying for racism. Oh my God, racism is expensive. Got me a Grammy for that. You know what I'm racism. saying? <laughs> and sucked on my balls and make me dinner. How come you never went back to university and filed a complaint or raised the issue with anybody? I don't know. See, I, I now I want to say because I had better things to do, but I didn't really. And I feel like I was in a space where I didn't actually want wanted to relive that moment. Yeah, I think that's so. Like thing. going back to that moment and having to go through it again wasn't something that I was in the right mindset of doing. And that's the thing as well. Like you know, yes, like oh, you should have come back. You should have come filed a complaint. Yes, you should have. But you're not doing that. There's not something wrong with that either. Like, you know, reliving through that experience again, that obviously was not Mm -hmm. a nice experience. That takes a lot of energy. So I get you, man. And I feel like today you would have filed a complaint. But also when we're young, like, you know. It's it's easier. It's actually easier to ignore it. and put it in the back of your mind. But the best thing you can do moving forward is if this situation happens again, you're either not going to work with that person again or you're actually going to be verbal about it and yeah. say, how dare you say something like that? How dare you even like open a conversation that is around mm-hmm. these these topics? I mean, some peop- sometimes some people are so oblivious to what they're saying and how it can be recepted or even be offensive to other people. So sometimes it's also just not necessarily being so much more aggressive to that person on a level, just educating them like, yo... That wasn't cool to say that. That there's another way. If you want to get your message across, this is how you could have said it. And me being from another country has nothing to do with your dickhead opinion. Because when you come here as a foreign person, you wanna you wanna blend in. You know, you wanna be a good guy. Yes. We should all watch porn, though. Like, there are so much good porn out there, not just porn for men, like, made by men. It's just basically, we don't... I mean, we do now compared to before, which I'm very happy about, but we should talk even more about it, which is that sex talk in general is about the man putting his willy in the woman's hole. Yeah, and that's usually the sound that it makes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that sound effect. Plushy, love it. (laughs) But basically we need to talk about like men and women having sex and not just like putting it into the hole because there's a lot more to that. We all know that. We don't talk about it as much as we should. And I just feel like there's basically, unfortunately, like the lack of knowledge. That's, That's where we are right now. And it's an easy problem to fix, if that makes sense. Obviously, when me and Plushy have sex, I mean, we kind of speak to each other about, you know, don't like a bit further up, a bit further down, yes, down, yeah. faster. And I'm just trying to understand does that does those conversations not happen when a male has sex with a female on a? Like, no, of course. Obviously, you do that I'm, as well, we can't speak like, for everybody, but I'm just speaking for a percentage of men because I also feel like it's not just down to the men; it's also down to the female to say this doesn't feel good because unless you're telling a man that doesn't feel good, or you're not hitting it that way do it this way they're not going to know what they're doing is wrong they're going to believe what they're doing is right exactly yes so women need to obviously communicate as well obviously or the other person that the man is having sex with whoever that is yeah so i have this funny story actually so i was with this guy this was like quite a while ago i don't know if it was from the t t 
I don't know. I'm trying to keep up with your cat. There's oh, been a few guys in the yeah, past yeah. couple of months, so yeah. just. I, but it just was good tea, out. I think. Tea. And uh, we went to my place, you know, as you do sometimes. It was nice. It was cute. Tinder. But like, it wasn't Wait, like. Who was this? The Tinder. Tinder. You got that, no? Oh, he was we from met the, tea. the tea. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant like. Don't you remember our metaphors we created in the beginning of this podcast? I thought he meant his plushie. <laughs> told you the tea. Like, he's told you the tea so he knows where we're up to. Okay, cool. So some guy that you met on Tinder. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm up to date. Let's go. <laughs> right, right. It was from the tea app. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Um, And then afterwards, basically, I'm not going to get into details, but after... You banged? Yeah. He asked me, oh, that was so good. Did you come? And I just fucking lost it with him. I was like, excuse me. Like, you don't need to fucking ask me that question. You would have known if I'd come. And obviously the reason you're asking me if I came is because you deep down know that you, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And you're what feeling guilty about like, it, right? Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I'm so, is that supposed to make me feel like, oh, am I bad in bed? Should I have faked it? You know, like, it's just all that, like, basically that facade you need to keep up. And the key to good sex is obviously communicating, as Simeon, as you mentioned in the beginning. Mm. It's obviously key. And women should do it more. Men should do it more. We should all do it more. Of course, yeah. But that that was an opportunity for you to say, no, I didn't come. I could have came. I mean, I kind of said in between the lines because I start, I started laughing. I was like, "Are you fucking serious? Are you actually asking me this question right now?" No, but like, I'm saying that <laughs> was your reason why you're asking it. You know, to say no, I didn't come. But how I could have came is if you was doing like this or if you was doing like that. Yeah, that could have been your little way and to slip in an educational and thing. That's like a bit on me as well, I guess. I'm, I assume I didn't communicate. Sometimes enough, I know? feel like you feel comfortable enough to tell a person go faster or go harder or go more to the left or to the right or whatever. If you have had sex with that particular person a few times before. No. It's your body, your rules. If you're not enjoying sex, I say... 100%. But not everyone is the same, right? Yeah. But everyone needs to be... Everyone needs to get to this stage. But they're not. Today, I was talking to my colleagues at work, and shout out to you, I love you, about our favorite sexual positions. And I was talking to two girls about it, right? And one of them knew, who was a bit older, she knew exactly what she likes and what side she liked it and what, you know, she mm-hmm. enjoyed the most and what angle precisely. And then the other 48 one... 48 degrees. The other one only <laughs> said what she didn't like. Right. Mm. So she was like, I don't like it when he spreads my legs like that hard because it hurts. I don't like it from the back because it hurts. I don't like it like that because it hurts, you know. So I feel like not everyone has enough conversations or experience to know what they really like and what feels good. Yeah, but her saying what she doesn't like narrows it down to what options she could like. But also... So the opposite way of saying what you like. But also, women, like, we are not taught by our mothers or whoever should teach Mm -hmm. us that we should tell the man or whoever we're having sex with. But we are not taught to say, we like this, we don't like this. Basically, like, I remember when I was, like, really young, like, you know, having my sex debut, I had sex with so many guys and it was, like, painful. You know, he obviously enjoyed it himself. I sure didn't, but I pretended like I enjoyed myself because I thought that's, but why that's what feel? he wants, you know, that kind of thing. Like, because mm. I didn't know how to do it. No one told me. Yeah, of course. And that's what I think there is. There's a lack of actual sexual education. You have sexual education in school, but it's to an extent... I mean, yeah. there's even certain schools in the UK that are fighting for the right of not allowing kids to learn LGBTQ sex. Yeah. Which is a massive thing, which obviously is something that I also want to address in another podcast. Mm. But yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. 
completely. Mm. I mean, it's just a lack of knowledge, basically. That needs to be but worked on. That's easily changed. We're talking about it now, for example, which is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so it is star sign time. I'm a Virgo. Kat, you are? Gemini. And we have the also... Sagittarius. Saggy baby, Gemini all the way. Boom. So who wants to go first? I'll go your Virgo. You're going to do me? Mm-hmm. You're going to do me, yeah? Virgo. February 2020. As you enter February... You're in a new cycle of your work, health, and daily routines. You have you have a lot on your plate. Prioritize your life, starting with your health, and give to what matters most. Also, learn to delegate and ask for help when you need it, or you'll end up feeling resentful. Significantly, your ruling planet Mercury enters Pisces on February the 3rd, drawing focus to all one-to-one relationships. Yes! (laughs) Personal business, colleagues, and other you interact with daily. Also, Mercury is in shadow phase, suggesting you be revisiting current conversations. In all interactions, be mindful and seek depth, transparency, and clarity. Avoid assumptions and double-check communications. This is so dry. Sorry, Simeon. So what did we get from that? That you basically need to prioritize your relationship? I mean, no, I obviously prioritize all my personal relationships as it is. I need to look after my health, which I do already. Going to hit the gym soon again. Been paying for that membership for four months. Thinking about my ass has been down. Asked for help at work, which obviously I don't like to ask for help, but I will take that on board and do that. But yeah, overall... February seems a uh, all right month. Yeah, Especially. you don't want to be feeling resentful, do you? I'm not a resentful person, but February is a very chill month anyway, where you just do you for a bit, work on yourself, you know, get ready for that April month. You say that, that's very interesting, but a lot of people have been saying they've been feeling quite off in end of January, February. Oh, I certainly have. Not me. Not you. That's lucky great. You, you lucky no. bastard. Of course not. Virgo February. You're not doing everything. Right, so Gemini, baby, you ready? Oh, that's me, I'm Gemini. Touch my body. (laughs) So, Gemini, your fortunate stars are going to bless you with favourable outcomes and February 2020 will be stacked with lots of exciting events. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. However... (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck I thought I was going to (laughs) burp. Sorry, the burp company never actually came. Uh, However, you should remain focused towards your tasks so that each and every effort of yours is taken into consideration and the period stands out to be extremely gainful for Gemini natives. Avoid planning pointless journeys during this month. Plentiful of new outcome and income sources could possibly come up during this month. Oh. Bitch getting some money this month. I'm going to be rich, bitch. 2020 is a good month, so it's basically summed up. It's going to come with favourable outcomes. You've got odds stacked against you could come with some possible new income well that's good because i'm planning a big trip so where are you going well you're just gonna have to wait and see won't you there's no place like oz (laughs) (laughs) tap tap so click your heels give us a good old sagittarius star sign Mm -hmm. you know the cycles of the watch the excitement grow you guys y'all ready for this jelly hit me with your best shot with your best shot Best shot with your rhythm stick. Plushy. Yes, Mama Cat. <laughs> Sagittarius. Mm. 
You're branching out and learning new things. And it's a busy but enjoyable period. It's a good time to dabble, gather information and take in interesting news. You see what can do with some healing, repair and improvement in your daily life, environment, communications and interaction with others. A growing theme of family, rest, comfort and safety emerges as the month progresses. Can you just sum that up for me? <laughs> In three main points. In three main words. So, 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 sorry. Back to normal voice. Uh, you're branching out, learning new things. Right. Busy but enjoyable period. How's my sex life? Uh, basically. I'll tell you. <laughs> Fab. You can Fucking do it some healing. Some healing, some marigold Sexual cream. Sexual healing. We love can that Can I song. just say one thing to all the bottoms out there? Marigold cream is the magical cream that you want to use What's on your a-hole. Product I can placement. <laughs> it's the best thing that you can use for your shitter. What's marigold cream? <laughs> it's a cream made out of marigolds. Like marigold, the washing up hand, like gloves. The plant, the flower. Oh, if I meant you know, the yellow washing up gloves, marigolds. That sounds beautiful. I'm going to... The one that you use on your face, that sometimes I use on my face. I don't use it on my face. I only use it on my face if I have a scratch or a spot. So I'm using your ass cream on my face on a regular basis. It's not basis. ass cream. It's a magical cream that can... It's kind of like a... What, what do you guys have here? Pseudo cream. Yeah, it's like... But it, made out of plants. It, it smells like what you put on the baby's bum when it has a rash. No, it's not yeah. that one. It's the other one. It's the one that comes in a little round pot. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Never mind then. Cool. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to learn new things and branch out. So... From now on, I am inserting a sex question into my podcast, which is going to be for every single guest. Can I get a, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm so excited. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. What are you making me do, This sex question is going to you, catty baby. So I want you to quickly tell us your experience of losing your virginity. <laughs> oh, I'm honored you'd ask. Um, I mean, it's actually honestly like I've been gagging um, to tell someone this. It's a quite boring story. Like I was 16. It was with my first boyfriend. It was Aww. really cute. We took each other's virginity, basically. Where was it? Back home in Sweden. Like in the bedroom. In, the in his bedroom with a condom. <gasps> a scandal. <laughs> so yeah um it was with my first boyfriend in his uh, room we were both 16 i think maybe he was 17 i can't remember it was really cute and like afterwards i mean it was like you know as as girls having sex for the first time it sometimes hurts the first time which it did mm. and afterwards we just like was just lying next to each other naked looking at each other and we both said basically what, like looking at each other in that oh like oh, looking at each other up and down like exploring each other's bodies and basically agreed on that like we're we're very happy that we did it with each other that like i did it with you and you did it with me this is was, like, really cute such a generic american <laughs> like i know we just I know. looked at each other and it was like <laughs> i mean that was not necessarily something that like i was like oh this is how i'm gonna lose my virginity no. but like that's how it happened and i'm glad that it happened that way 
That's but cute. then again, like I remember though, like one year earlier, like one of my best friends from school, she uh, went to Ibiza and had sex with a Danish guy and then with a Turkish guy and then you know, so there's there's a lot of different ways. Like yeah. I remember like I was gonna go with her to that trip and when she came but I can't remember why I didn't go. Shame oh, you didn't, yeah. I honestly think that my parents didn't allow me. They I knew that, Yeah, <laughs> they kinda knew already no. what was what <laughs> Yeah. So like yeah, that's it's pretty cute actually. Yeah. Aww. Thank you okay. for sharing your experience on my first Simeon's sex question. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fuck me in the pussy. You like that? <laughs> yeah, doctor. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm oh, like, yeah. blushing. That Stop it. <laughs> So, topic number two. So, what I want to speak about, I want to speak about music artists that have in the past they've made homophobic comments or anti-LGBT comments, mm. but yet they rely on the endorsement from the LGBT community. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. 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 Does that make I sense? Think. So they're ungrateful. So they're pretty much homophobes, but once it comes to money, they don't give a shit who's giving them money. But are they homophobes or? Okay. So, the weekend in his track that he released literally last month, <gasps> Lost in Fire, refers to- I don't know that one. A woman's same-sex attraction as a phase and promises to fuck her straight. It's just a song. Yeah, but let, let him finish. Thank you. <laughs> but you can't go around telling like, say you're gonna fuck people straight, especially like in, in South Africa, there's a massive thing where people are actually selling their kids or giving their kids yeah. to people to be raped because they think the child's gay. A guy got arrested for giving his 11-year-old son to, well, he wasn't giving it, it was organising for his 11-year-old child to be raped by a woman because he thought his 11-year-old son was gay. Oh. It's a thing that people say, I'm going to fuck the gay out of you. I'm going to, do you know what I mean? You just don't make comments like that, especially not in 2020. That makes me so angry. You know? Yeah. No. So you even got Katy Perry. She did a song called You're So Gay. Mm-hmm. I know that song. Yeah, so let, for starters, let's just think about the majority of her fan base as that is. Because mm -hmm. that is predominantly gay men. Mm -hmm. The worst. Her songs, by the way, not gay men. <laughs> Just clarify <laughs> <high> that. <laughs> and in the song, she's obviously speaking about... Have you, have you heard the song before? Yeah. I no? no? Um, so in the song, she's pretty much like speaking about her ex. And what she's saying, things like, I hope you hang yourself with a H&M scarf while jacking off listening to Mozart. You bitch. You bitch and moan about LA wishing you were in the main... I don't know. I don't know the weekend song to be able to tell you the context that that statement that that the lyric is put in. But this song of this Katy Perry song is about this guy. I was very much into Katy Perry at that point. But um, <laughs> this song is about this guy that Katy Perry's dating. That she obviously knows that he's either straight mm -hmm. or pretending to be straight, which is also straight. But what she's doing, she's listening, listing off all these... Okay, carry on. Yeah, but I don't know what kind of experience she has had with this guy. She's obviously suffering because of him, or she's feeling okay. some type of way. And she just wrote a song about it. It's not that deep. I mean... That's is, how it, she wants to, like, I mean, express it. You yeah, know what like, I'm saying? Of course, it's like, but, like... Okay, let me just tell you something, though. It's not that deep, you No, guys. let me just finish this, you, and then I feel like you yeah. can have an opinion, because basically <laughs> what it is, is she's listing all these things, saying, like, you can wear your... Uh, H&M scarf and be in the rain listening to Mozart and she even says you don't eat meat and drive electrical cars you're so indie rock you need SPF 45 you're so gay and you don't even like boys, like boys yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like saying you're so gay, so it's saying it in a negative way. It's saying you're using gay in a negative way. Yeah. So if you... But how is that negative? So some things you should just keep in your diary, keep it locked mm-hmm. in your diary and not sing about them. Agreed, completely. Because like, people things can get offended and you, you know, who would want that? And especially when oh, you have me. a platform as well, you need to be very, very careful of the how message you that you're putting that out platform. there, of course. Yes. And you're still sat here right now, Radio, and trying to say, how is it negative? But what he's doing, it's stereotyping of like, oh, so if you like Mozart, you drive electric, electrical cars, then you're gay. How does that make you gay, driving an electrical car? I don't know, I can't even drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I get where you're coming from, Simeon. I do, I do. People like Azealia Banks, who on the regular is using the word faggot, on a regular basis, in in her songs, on Twitter, on social media, on these Instagram, she's using the word faggot. Mm. And in a way, I feel like nowadays faggot is actually being changed, like how queer has now been changed to use to be used as a more acceptable. Like people have taken queer and the way they've took it and molded it, it's opposite of what it used to be when you was a kid and people say, "Oh, you're fucking queer." It'd be such like a hurtful thing to say and like a homophobic Offensive. comment. But now people are using it to like build themselves up. As and a like, pride, Fuck you. yeah. It's yeah. A, such a middle finger up, back up to like the heterosexual community. Like, fuck you. Fuck everybody in school that used to call, use that word queer. Because mm. look what we're doing now. We're walking with it. We've got it on t-shirts. Mm. With that shit. I feel like it's almost on the same level as the other word that has two Gs in it, you know? So yeah, people shouldn't use it. Especially someone who is not a faggot. People shouldn't be using it unless yeah. you're a person of colour. And even then, if you're a person of colour, so don't be you. Like, so if you're a gay artist and you want to go around saying faggot, 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 it just allows people to also feel like they can use the word. And Completely. This is, this is yes. where, where the word, where the N word has like been so overused by people of colour that I don't and feel like you then have the right to be so sensitive when someone who's not of colour uses that word. Because it's like, mm. you've used it so many times and you've thrown it around like it's literally just in your everyday slang that and that's why it's become it, so normalised. Yeah, I agree. And that's why other ignorant white people or other races feel feel like it's okay to use it as well mm-hmm. because it's been overused. But it's such blurred lines to like, when is it okay? When is it not okay? Mm. If you just don't use it in the first place, which people shouldn't be doing, just yeah. s- stop using it. Then why, why are we even using offensive words? I feel like all offensive words should just be banned in this world. And we... We should just use positive things and beautiful words <laughs> to describe one another. Honestly, it's all about projection, you guys. Yeah. What you speak out loud is what is going to come back to you. That's what you're going to attract. And if you go around saying faggot, it's going to come back to you. Mm. But if in in the music industry, I don't think it does because what they do is they release a statement and they just apologize and it's all just forgotten. It doesn't really affect the like the record sales. It doesn't really affect anything. The it sometimes sales. does, though. Well, it does I mean, affect it. People it buy does. it more. Yeah, because, I mean, we live in a world today where there is social yeah, media. And the, the power that social media has, I'm not particularly a massive fan of social media, but it is there, and it sometimes does really good things for humanity, as in, like, if someone is saying something that is not okay, people will let you know. That that is yeah. not okay. I mean, people can comment um, underneath your posts and say things like that, but nothing really actually happens. And this is the reality: like Instagram will quickly remove a nude photo of someone not even like showing their whole genitals, but yeah, yeah, they'll leave up a homophobic, a racist, no, yeah, it's a transphobic very, yeah, post. Right. Yeah, like what the fuck's going on? But then again, like for me, I, I feel like you know, um, you know, why do you think our Kelly's record label cut him off? You know, like. That's another because obviously but because what, because what they would have what I reckon they would have done they would have 
judge a situation and seeing if there's any way that they could change this and manipulate it to be good press in the end and be beneficial for them, then they've probably seen the evidence and thought there's nothing we can actually do here to maximise on this. We can't do anything because the evidence is way too high against him that there's no point because we're going to tarnish our reputation as well. So we might as well just cut loose and just leave it. But I mean, you've even got rappers like Little Wayne that says no home on a regular basis in his songs. And I think it's like 2017, a picture emerged of him kissing another guy, which mm. first of all, they both denied. And then later on, he was like, oh, it was a, like a father and a son kiss. And, now, and then ever since then, he started using the word no homo. But all that does to me is trying to, he's just trying to assert if like, I am a straight man, but it actually shows his insecurities. You know what I mean? I, but I honestly feel like we're all, uh, in the end, by curious, though, honestly, in my opinion. Which is even more I feel reason. Like we should be. We should be. Everyone should be by curious. For people to be less judgmental against everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Just leave people alone. Just let them do their thing. Instead of just focusing on being judgmental towards other people, just focus on what you have to do and focus on what you can excel at and focus on your thing mm -hmm. and try and be good at that. And try and try and focus less on stuff that you shouldn't be focusing on. I also believe that like as a country that stands for the equal rights of everybody they shouldn't be promoting and yeah, these award shows shouldn't be nominating people that are fucking homophobic and racist and so judgmental and sexist towards pretty much a big majority of people it shouldn't they shouldn't have the credit that they're getting and they shouldn't be where they're at like it, and this is what's really annoying because even you sit here now and it's like well just don't just, just don't listen to the music and it's easy for the management team to turn around and say well don't listen to the music well no because if you if that just gives the pass for everybody to be rude as fuck to everybody but and just say, well, just don't pay any attention to me. Just don't listen to me. Mm. Right, how hard It's an easy way out, you mean? It is an easy way out, but how how possible is this scenario? It's it's almost impossible because people, if you're, if you're indeed that offended, then don't listen to Katy Perry anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just an example. Well, she's a fucking offensive in music anyway. Well, terrible. yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree a lot, but... I don't listen to Katy Perry on a basis. No, but like, it, it's also the fact is what annoys me is they just apologise and it's just forgotten about. I just feel like it's so hard, especially mm -hmm. with social media. Everyone has their own opinion, right? And it's so easy for everyone to express their own opinion. It's like one click away to express any opinion that fucking goes through your brain, right? How can you have an opinion that is liked and agreed with by everyone? It's not about trying to please everybody. It's about just respecting everybody. But you can't. You can. You can't respect everyone because everyone has different levels of respect and everyone has different standards. True. Yeah, true. What means respect to you can not, doesn't necessarily mean that the same thing means respect yeah. to me. I mean, well, there's you a can't there's please a, there's everyone. A, there's, an, there's a ground balance of things you should and shouldn't say at the end of the day. And you yeah. could, I know you could turn around and say, well, like if someone was promoting gay people then someone else could, could find that offensive. But it's not about, like, they don't have to promote. They just don't have to say anything about them. Mm. What, what do you mean? Like, because you're obviously saying, like, well, what I might find respectful, someone else might find disrespectful. Yeah. So I'm saying it's not necessarily about someone saying, oh, like, respect to, to the LGBT community. They don't have to say that. They just don't have to put homophobic comments in the lyrics or on their social media. It's just, like, to avoid those issues, just don't speak about people minority groups don't speak about yeah but that's how you get attention i'm not saying it's okay there to are speak a lot of ways you can you get, get attention, attention. Like, yeah but it's you know it's it's easy to get that type of attention and in pr and marketing 
we all know what they say, no? Mm. But I also feel like if you're gonna give an apology, give an authentic apology. So this is, like, this is for me. It's like I do you wrong, right? I get your attention, and then you get very upset. You still want to see me? Then I come and apologize. I still get your attention. I still brought the same issue back. Yet I, I just apologize for it. I still caught your attention. I still made you pay attention to what I done previously to you and hurt you. You still want to hang out with me, and then we're fine. Imagine if you just didn't want to see my face again if I did you wrong. Yeah, that was what would happen. Yeah. Um. But it doesn't. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to just like. I don't know, cancel a friendship or cancel someone out of your life. Sometimes it is. If it's a song that is one click away from your Spotify playlist, it's easy, you know? You can plot the artist on Spotify anyway. And how many people do? I'm not really following And this this is what's annoying. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) But this Um, is just one more example that I want to give because this one kind of goes against everything that I was just saying in a way. Because you have Storms here who... On Twitter, he tweeted, he called a gay character on EastEnders a fucking fag. He asked a Twitter user who was discussing hair straighteners and curling tongs, are you a fag? And told his followers, put on BBC One, this little black boy is a fucking fag. What? So this is Storms here, which is some sort of nation's sweetheart, which I do respect because I, in a certain way, because the things he stands up for, he stands up a lot for the black community and the minority community and young Black boys that are often being heavily judged upon their appearance and being stopped checked by the police. As a musician, sorry to interrupt you, I have so much respect for Stormzy because he did it on his own with any help from... With no record label. Any major record label. So, DIY. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Stormzy deserve a lot, deserves a lot of respect, not just for his craft, but also for the way he made himself. But the difference with him is he actually apologised publicly and he tweeted... I said some foul and offensive things whilst tweeting years ago at a time when I was young and proudly ignorant. Very hurtful and discriminative views that I've unlearned as I've grown up and become a man. The comments I made were unacceptable and disgusting. Full stop. Comments that I regret and to everyone I've offended, I am sorry. These are attitudes I've left in the past. I take responsibility for my mistakes and hope you can understand that my younger self doesn't reflect who I am today. Okay, so I believe that. I believe that. That's that's a good statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good statement, actually. But like, you know, also we have Beyonce, which I'm actually gonna come out come out here and say this because. <gasps> so last year, Jay Z and Beyonce received a Glad Award, mm. which is Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they both received this award last year, and it was basically for like, the work they do in order. To stop any like hurtful comments about against like the gay and lesbian community, it's a massive award, and they won that. And in a way, I have slight respect, but obviously not a lot of respect. In the speech, she did say this award goes to her uncle who died of HIV, which obviously is a good thing. But when have you ever seen Beyonce release a statement and say like, when all these trans women was getting murdered in America, when did she ever release a statement to say? Well, I never heard any song of Beyonce that was about this uncle that died of HIV. And that would have been cute. Yeah, exactly. And when in all she did was when all these trans people was getting murdered was put Laverne, you know, Laverne Cox mm-hmm. from Orange New Black. She was one of the faces of a clothing brand. But the contradiction of that is she'll only do something that benefits her. So she put her as the face of a brand that is her own brand that's selling her own products. You know what I mean? Mm. A lot of trans people was being spoken about in the media, and then you put a trans person on your on your products. Obviously, it's going to show some sort of alliance with the community but also sell your own products which is just a joke 
She did when. But how would you how would you do it if you were Beyonce? I mean, for take side take the side of trans. Well, I mean, if black trans women are getting murdered on a regular basis, I would be releasing statements saying, "Why is the police not doing anything about it? Why is our president doing anything about it? Like, we something needs to happen." There's there's so many ways to do it, and not just to endorse your own clothing is not one way to do it whatsoever. I don't think it's like when they legalized gay marriage in America. The only thing she posted was, you know, a Seven Eleven video. Went smack it, smack it in the air. Mm-hmm. When she filmed it originally, was in a hotel room. Yeah. So she filmed another thirty second clip wearing like different rainbow coloured outfits, and Seven Eleven was in the background again. Uh, so there's never, there's, for me, I've never seen a state where and she's spoken directly about the LGBT plus community it's in defence. It's always just endorsing her own products. Yet if you go to every single gay club, they will play Beyonce all the time. On repeat. Every single gay stands for her. You know. But you know you were you were saying why did she not tweet this why did she not tweet that and you said her tweet should have been why is no one doing anything about this but I feel like just asking why is no one doing anything about well, this no. should is isn't even enough you know well, no she should if I mean, you're Beyonce you do a press conference or while you're accepting an award you 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 raise the issue and you talk about it directly because it's so easy for everybody everyone's throwing around their opinions just sat behind a phone on twitter and instagram it's so easy to just tweet something it doesn't mean shit yeah of course but what she doesn't understand is her just saying why is nothing being done sparks a conversation of every go everyone going wait why isn't why isn't something being done now let's take action i mean i feel like as beyonce you can do something that's the least you could do to say that she Mm. could be posting the people pictures of the women that get murdered yeah Every single time I get murdered, she could yeah. be meeting with trans people that have been victims of these crimes, have been assaulted, have been sexually abused. There's a lot she could potentially do, which she doesn't do. She plays it very, very safe. But can we just say to the beehive out there, this does not take away from how amazingly talented and fabulous Beyonce is. And we love Beyonce. I wish she was here so that she can respond to this critique, honestly. Get her on the phone. Yeah. Now. Call B. Call her. Call her on the phone. So we're just going to leave it at Beyonce. Send me a direct message on the gram, please, and let me know your opinions on this. And we'll call uh. you next episode. <laughs> you are vile. <laughs> Topic numero tres. <laughs> <laughs> I was Simeon, Simeon, Simeon. Can can I just ask you one thing? What was the biggest city in Sicily that we visited? Palermo. <laughs> Palermo. Gets me every time. Yeah. I'm having the last one. Our main focus during our holiday was to um, figure out how we're going to make Simeon say Palermo how correctly. To pronounce Palermo. 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 That's easy. But guys, why does it have to be like Palermo? I don't know. But it's just oh Palermo. Remember when we were walking down the street and I banged into this woman and I was like, sorry. And like, what was it? Like a Sicilian, in Italian accent. I was like, sorry. He was, he was talking in English so with awesome. an Italian accent. <laughs> sorry, lady. We'd love to do that. So, topic three. Fucking slut shaming. You're a slut and you're a slut. Yes. <gasps> we're all sluts in the end. Yes. We're all sluts. I mean, obviously, as a woman, you're going to have way more opinions on this mm-hmm. than us. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been slut shamed loads of times because you're a slut. 
<laughs> thank you. Anytime. Oh, thank you. That's the best compliment I've heard all day. Um, so one input I want to say is obviously what I realised, Taylor Swift, she had that lot of such shaming. When we watched a documentary the other day on Netflix, she had a lot of such shaming going on with the guys that she was dating. The media was hooked on that. And obviously recently you had Miley Cyrus, who's also been such shamed a lot. So basically for starters, Hannah Montana. Yeah. So Miley Cyrus, what it was is she reacted, she tweeted in the reaction of picture that was of her kissing Cody Simpson in a smoothie place or something like that, a cafe. So after that went viral and everyone was like such shaming her, she tweeted saying, I know the public feels invested in my past relationship because they felt like they saw it through from the beginning. I think that's why people have always felt so entitled over my life and how I live it because they've watched me grow up. But I'm a grown now and make choices as an adult, knowing the truth, the details, the reality. People only know what they see on the internet. And then she put, men, especially successful ones, are rarely slut-shamed. They move on from one beautiful woman to the next, most times without consequence. They are usually referenced as legends or heartthrobs or G's or ladies' man, etc. Where women are called sluts, I am trying to thrive or survive in a man's world. If we can't beat them, join them. Yes, yes my yes, yes. And then she said, if our presidents can well, grab them by the pussy, can I just have a kiss and a ashia bowl? How do you say <laughs> it? I, I don't fucking know. Acea bowl. Acea. A bowl of grains and yogurt. Acea. Can't beat them. Join them. it. No, basically, like what Miley just said, word. And that is my opinion as well. Like, it's the whole way, like, if a woman does, you know, do have several sex partners in a short amount of time, whatever, however you define a short amount of time, you know, we're called like promiscuous, slutty, like all, mm-hmm. all of those words that are kind of, that like that are like people see as like negative words, right? If a guy does it, they're so charming, they're so captivating, they're so like, mm, oh my god, that guy is like, yeah, you know, yeah, and like, and this is something that I have believed since I was literally eighteen, and now it's all like, yeah, ten years later. I sit here and I say the same fucking thing. It hasn't changed. It pisses me off. Have we not? come further we have but we haven't you know what i mean but like very but, slowly yeah and i mean i like slow and steady is better than no progression at all obviously i've been I called mean, a slut several times like i i had a period where i did several guys a weekend but um, it doesn't make you a, like, like that doesn't make me a slut you're just like, in charge of no, your sexuality yeah and what you're doing is you're finding you when you date and you sleep with people, you find bits about yourself that you actually don't realise yeah. you had. You and you know? know what you yeah. want to do and what you exactly. don't want to do. But like, I remember though, there was this particular one guy, he was basically among the like, same group of friends uh, back home. So obviously everyone found out afterwards. And there was a party the next weekend. And the girls looked at me like I was a piece of fucking garbage. They looked at the guy like he was the fucking like sent from heaven kind of like treat kind of like god and i'm like what but can i just say something don't you feel like a lot of times that slut shaming comes from the other girl's side and not necessarily from the man's side correct and why is that unfortunately so jolene (laughs) jolene 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 (laughs) anyways no but agreed and like that's something that us 
women has to work on, like supporting each other's more, like not judge each other more. And I think it might have to do with women has to work harder to be acknowledged. Women has to work harder to do this, to do that. And I think that that has created this competition, like between mm-hmm. women. I feel like such shaming does start from mainly boys and girls in a younger age. And the reason it comes, I feel like, is because they see it on TV or they see it in the behaviour from adults and the way of bonding. They see it in the way of bonding between males is to degrade a woman or to speak about other stories, sex stories, about how a woman was so much of a slut. Mm. You know, and that's a way to bond between males. But I feel like they like that, though. They don't say, well, I'm not taking any sides here. It's just how I imagine things to be because what they'll do is they'll have the conversations with the guys but then they see that girl and they get into some sort of like disagreement with the girl and guys the first thing for them to say is you're a fucking slut or you're a slag it's like are you that uneducated that you actually cannot think of anything else to say apart from a slut that's Mm. only the grading thing that comes off your lips straight away but what is very beneficial as you see the generation below us now is they they don't seem so emotionally attached to the word slut so if someone calls them a slut, they're actually quite unfazed nowadays. Yeah. Because they also like like the word queer. So you're saying yeah, that the, the women are so much more. Yeah, but the yeah, the meaning of the word doesn't have Has the meaning changed. it used to have. Yeah. And also the women are just so like unfazed by their opinion of what men have against them as well nowadays. The generation below us. They're very woke. Yeah. As you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But do I you feel so. like being a slut? means that you want to have sex with a lot of men or women or it means that you are open to doing more disgusting stuff in bed i think both okay yeah because <laughs> you, you can be sleeping around and you can get caught a slut it doesn't actually really matter what you're doing you can sleep with one person and if that one person that you sit with goes around and said are you oh, call me a slut, slut all the time Simeon. because that's you i'm you like sleeping it. with you yeah <laughs> But that's because it makes you feel empowered. So that's why you get it. Yeah, and you uh, love it's it. a matter of taste as well. If someone would call me a slut, a slut in bed, I don't think I would appreciate that. But then again, I don't know. I guess it depends how you, if you like slut or slut. I don't know. Like maybe it has to do with that. You want to do an ASMR section too? Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. One more for you, baby. Oh, oh that's so good. <laughs> All right. You try this one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Oh. I've got some in between my boobs. <laughs> mm. Oh my god, I'm hard. <laughs> okay, we've got another one coming. You ready? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Mm. Oh fuck. Mm-mm-mm. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. That's something I've never experienced before. <laughs> <laughs> So that wraps up this episode of Why Aren't Thou? I have been Simeon Taylor. And I have been Katnix. I have been Plushy. And together we are Crisp and Classy.
And many, many thanks to the greatest northerner alive, Simeon Taylor, for having us on this podcast. You're more than welcome. Thank you so much. So signing out, this is Why Aren't Thou? Yo, come back now, you hear? You're biting on your lip. (laughs) Hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you can just stay tuned and I will play you the latest single by Chris and Classy, which is Suffocate. Chess.